We've we've all yeah. been there and done that. It's even at our age, Galdi, we don't eat a lot on race day. And, and look at us, we look like we eat all the time, right? But, <laughs> uh, we, we're hey, not, speak we're for yourself. Uh... <laughs> the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review, featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold, with your host, Ken Ken. Woo! Yeah! Keep going, North, boys! Woo! Right. Woo! Welcome, everybody, to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Ken. As usual, we have the Canadian motocross personalities that everybody knows and loves, Newf and Galdi. So, Galdi, you're at a pretty cool get-together with a bunch of uh, Canadian legends and heroes from, from the past. Why don't we start things off for the podcast here by uh, you just kind of filling us in on all the cool stuff that went on there and all the people that attended and all the stuff that uh, was discussed. Yes, Ken, okay, we could definitely get into that. It was uh, a super fun, very laid-back atmosphere, bunch of MX legends. But before we do, let's do our, uh, our sponsor reads. Um, because uh, this might take a little bit talking about the, the vet vintage day at Gopher Dunes. Uh, big shout out once again, as always, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas Canada. The competition and aggressive side of the KTM, the sophistication, serious, and personal of Husqvarna, and the community shared fun of riding of Gas Gas. Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory-level suspension to the everyday rider. Did you know that you can get the same great product settings and services that Racetech offers locally to you with a tuner you can drive to and likely see at your local racetracks? All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Big shout out to Racetech and Charlie Johnston's racing suspension at CJR Suspension on Instagram, kind of opening the door to Racetech. And uh, AGR um, here in uh, Ontario is still doing this stuff. And uh, is it Get, Noof? No. What's the, uh, GRT. GRT G, why did I say get GRT <laughs> I knew that GRT out west as well as another uh, race tech provider so if you can't get a hold of those guys hit us up on our uh, social channels or uh, emails whatever way you uh, want to get a hold of us and we'll direct you that way to race tech uh, Bristol Coachworks custom moto van builds right here in Canada whether they are full on builds or just accessories for making basic moto vans for the weekend they do a little bit of everything, RV repairs, refurbishment, full upholstery divisions to do a boat and, uh, and vehicle interiors, a 55-foot-long paint booth, commercial trucks and vehicles. They did the McNabs current sprinter all set up, the old Monster Energy Kawasaki Sprinter, and the current front uh, GDR race uh, rig lounge as well is all done by Bristol Coachworks. Follow them on Instagram and YouTube at Bristol Coachworks. Callismoto.com, uh, Canadian brand focused on the ride. Fueled by passion, 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. Um, I've actually still watched that cool video that was out there of uh, Robbie Cook and stuff. After you said that Robbie Cook hadn't been on uh, video for so long last time, if I just I thought it was just kind of cool hearing his voice again. So callismoto.com, they got a lot of cool things going on out there. And um, one of the owners, uh, Tyler Medaglia, I believe is uh, training for ISDE coming up here shortly too, I believe, right? Or is that already gone? No, it's coming, it's coming up. up. And, yeah, uh, it's coming up. Yeah. And Mitch is uh, training for World Web. That's right. He's going to Glen Helen, too. So uh, the Callus crew, obviously Tyler doesn't wear Callus, but he is a huge brand ambassador for them. And Talon uh, Medallia, the young one there, Tyler's kid, is uh, doing great things as well. So um, thank you to all those people that support us. Uh, we will be in touch here for 2024. If you love what we do, everybody, Canadian Mocross Unfiltered, 
support them because they support us. And uh, they were the ones that helped us kind of kick it off and actually put a couple little bucks in a few of our jeans here. I bought new for a really nice meal out east. Um, when he paid for one that was only about 50 bucks and mine was like 450 bucks. So he played that well. Well, we're asking for <laughs> big money in 24. So. Big, <laughs> big money, big money. Checkbooks fucking ready to roll. We need to get Ken anything 15 years or newer dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 20 years and newer. Yeah, keep um, it under 20. Well, speaking of old bikes, guys, uh, so this past weekend, first of its kind, um, so this race is, is been a go for dudes and it's kind of like, it's funny how this all works out at the end of the year, which I, it kind of makes me laugh because you think vet guys don't want to ride when it's cold and maybe muddy and shitty weather, but every vet or vintage race always seems to happen in the fall time. I went to Southwick, uh, the Glen Helen thing, although it is California, weather's not really a big factor there. Um, the Glen Helen vet nationals, uh, the Fox, uh, uh, uh Fox Hills, the vet MXDN out there was the end of August. Kind of all happens at the end of the year. Well, go for dunes. Um, Frank Schuster and the gang have done it for a number of years. Um, but this year it had a bit more of a twist to it. All the money going to the Lambton uh, Lions Club. And um, so that's pretty cool. They raised money for the club out there. And and uh, um, like literally everything went to it. And they, man, the, the 50-50 draw was 2,160 bucks. Wow. So you want 1,000, what is that, 1,000? 30? No, what am I thinking? 25. Whatever. I was over a grand for the win. Math here is apparently not our skill set. On <laughs> no. Who across the Who uh, just some guy. Just some guy. Uh, but anyway, so two grand there. You know, sign up. There must have been, I don't know, there's probably 100, 130 motorcycles at everybody individual. Classes at, you know, 40 bucks a pop or whatever it was. And then they did this thing where, where I've never done this before. So it's, it's called Cook Your Own Steak. And oh. uh, I've done that at my own home. And it literally is exactly how it sounds. So it doesn't, I didn't think it was actually that, but what it is, it's like this big, long sort of trailer trough thing with a steel grate on top of it. And they fill it all with coals, build the heat. And it's, it was, I don't know, 25 feet long, maybe 30 feet long. And you literally, the guy cuts you a steak. It's, I don't know, half to a three quarter inch steak. You take that thing and throw it on the grill and you watch it and cook. Nice. You did it yourself. Yeah, you do it yeah. yourself. You take the tongs, you flip it. Huh. And the, the idea of it is, is that you're everybody's gotten like, gathered around and you're just shooting the shit oh, and talking cool. while you're cooking your meat. Um, you know, usually when you're barbecuing, you're you're just talking, you're sitting by yourself, I guess. So it's uh, a very communal uh meat uh, meat idea. Anyway, it was great. Um, kind of neat to see how that went on. And then uh, we all kind of gathered in Frank's shop for again, those that don't know or anything, Frank uh Schuster, uh, Derek Schuster's dad, the owner of the Honda GDR Fox team is uh is a huge part in there he started go for dunes back in i believe it was the late to 60s early 70s um he's got a huge museum of bikes and stuff like that it was like super cool but anyway this year the the idea kind of came up through lawrence hacking who was kind of an industry uh insider for years um and uh to bring a bunch of these mx legends together so next thing you know the uh this printout comes out and Ross Peterson, Doug Hoover, uh, Glenn Nicholson, Al Logue, Serge Gregoire, Jay Kimber, um, uh, Dave Beatty, uh, Scott Lockhart, uh, and like it just this list of sort of icon Bill Wallen and well Cecil races, but guys that are say fifty or more years old, some still around the industry, some well well gone, all came and threw it up. There was oh man, there was 
200 people there, it seemed. Yeah. And uh, open bar, and it was a donation thing. So, of course, you know, the cocktails were flowing and the stories were going. And uh, they hired me to be the MC, which was super cool. I only put my foot in my mouth once, and I had to apologize for it afterward. Um, nah, we don't need to talk about that again. You can ask Digger. He'll tell you. <laughs> ask Digger. He'll tell you. I had to do some, some pretty deep. It was really dumb by me to do it, and I, I'm kind of pissed at myself. I wasn't even that drunk. I just did it. And then I'm after it. I'm like, what a fucking idiot I am. And uh, I had to apologize after it. It was, it all got sort of pushed aside. It wasn't, you know, some racism or anything like that. A stupid thing like that. It was just a, a joke in semi poor taste. Um, but I was kind of I'm, like, I'm really good at that stuff. And I don't know why I did this. It was sort of really an oddball moment for me. So I was a little depressed on Saturday morning, mix that in with the hangover that I had. Um, but uh, so that was, Kind of part of it, but got up. I got to interview Ross and Hoover and Glenn Nicholson and Frank said a bunch of words. And uh, it was just like, I don't believe that for all time that many sort of let Chris Morgan was there. That was another cool one. He was telling oh, wow. stories. Yeah, Chris yeah. Morgan came and he shared some, he had some cool old jerseys and he was sharing stories. And that guy has got a memory on him, like an elephant, man. Like he has got, I'm, I was rambling on some things of from like Steve Marcotte's. Uh, Facebook page for those again that are historians. Steve Marcotte on Facebook always puts up these old races out of Quebec, a lot of the Montreal Supercrosses. And uh, I was quizzing him about this and that and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, and um, just a ton of cool history there. But um, I don't think ever in the history of the sport, all those guys have ever been in a room together. Um, and it was just banter after banter and story after story and some cocktails and laughs and stories that, we didn't tell on the mic that were shared afterward. And I, I mean, the, the amount of history and champions and laps cut at racetracks across Canada, like it was, it was pretty cool. Like, I, I don't think I've ever really been a part of something like that. And um, it was really neat. Like those guys, Ross was, he was in such a great mood and it wasn't about him, but it kind of became about him a little bit as we were all kind of hanging there and, and just sort of laughing at, um, it wasn't like just, you know, for Ross it was for everybody, but uh, a lot of people hadn't seen Ross in a lot of years, right? There was a lot of dark times. Ross went down there and he's doing great now. He's working and he's sort of involved in the industry, watches the TV show. He's says he's listening to a podcast. I feel like he's bullshitting because he doesn't even know how to use his phone. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that. And I, I your old man, uh, new. So I pick him up at the hotel yeah. and he's like, the emotions are running. <laughs> right like you know scotty's a bit of a softy just like you and he gets in there and he spots al Logue and jay kimber and oh just memory lane he had the best time i was supposed to drive him home but i ended up getting a little bit inebriated um <laughs> listening to stories and laughing with everybody and um it was just uh steve bulioski dave marcella another couple names there uh that i don't want to miss and and it was super just like really laid back and it would be something that I think that new few would even love to go to just because um, of where you are in the industry and where you've been and all these things. And Ken next year, I think we should get you to this one too, just for a, we could probably do a live show to be honest with you guys. This might yeah. be a good one to do a live yeah. show at next year or a, a live record show or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's kind of loud obviously, but it's sort of like the, the go for dunes one that we did, but I don't know. It just, the heritage side of our sport, I think a lot of times gets forgotten. And if you can attest to this, like we don't really remember our greats that well in motocross. They do right. a great job in the States. They do a great job here in Canada with hockey, right? Like if you know, if you're a hockey guy, uh, Ken, yep. you love hockey. Like yep. basically every night they're doing something, some tribute or remembrance of something. Yeah. Um, yeah whatever, sure. whatever team you're watching. Right. Um, I feel like we do a bit of a, a piss poor job of that. And I, 
I honestly think the reason is, is because when they do it on the American side, I think they find a way to raise money for it through channels throughout the year. Like um, there's the ride to recovery funds and, and uh, road to recovery. And there's a couple other things where anyway, I, these guys aren't flying on their own dime to come and hang out is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sort of thing. A couple guys that had some money re- like stepped up and gave Ross a flight out and, and, and stuff like that to get him to this event sort of deal. So I think that's what ends up coming down to at some of our deals, but talking to the guys like next year, I told Ross, I'm like, Hey man, if I get to go to Calgary again, I'd love for you to come and do TV with me uh, for, for a moto or two. And uh, same with Doug Hoover. Hey, come on up to the, he was supposed to come to go for dunes this year, but he had a family thing. Um, just the history of the sport is pretty cool. Um, and you know, a lot of the kids nowadays don't know a damn thing about it. Like, Hell no. They don't, a lot of kids that race don't even know that I ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not even that old kind of oh, thing yeah. compared to these guys, right? So um, it was really cool, uh, I man. Think it, well, I think it just boils down to basically we, like, guys like me and you and obviously Ken, too, we're, we're students of the sport, right? We love it. We love the history. We, we like watching old racing on YouTube and this and that. These kids nowadays don't do that. You know what I mean? They're... They're on TikTok and doing Instabangers, right? So they don't they don't follow like you think you think Jake Piccolo even knows who Ross Peterson is? You know what I mean? Like for example, like they don't they don't know about the old days, right? Like we do. Yeah, well, I think it I think it comes down and it, you know, I'm saying this now and I'll put it out on the show and being a part of it, I'd really love to find a way to help keep that shit alive. And Frank did a great job with this idea. And you know, London, Ontario, well, Tilsonburg, Ontario, it's it's kind of out of the way, right? You're not flying yeah. into, you're flying into Toronto, then you got to rent a car or whatever it is. Uh, whether it's maybe around bike shows or national events, I feel like next year, uh, I think maybe it's the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Crew, guys. We try to find a way, utilize our stuff to have these guys come out to nationals and even maybe the the BC rounds. If Darcy Lange come out, Dusty Clatt, um, you know, Fasciotti's still around all the time and JSR still around, stuff like that. But I, uh, it was just cool, Noof, and I, yeah. you know me. I love the history of it. You would have loved it, man. I, seeing Ross, like it, it, it didn't bring like a tear, but it really like warmed your heart seeing yeah. the guy and what he's done in our sport and the fucking legacy and the amount of the amount of papers that you can flip through with his name on it and and forty plus titles and winning things end over like just hand over fist and years and and uh, yeah, it was just I don't know. And even Doug Hoover, like he was the very first hero I ever had. Um, we had a family friend. I was telling stories about this. We had this family friend. My dad knew his uncle, Larry, the guy was a fucking psycho. And, but he treated me like gold. And I was able to ride at Doug's house when I was a kid on a CR 60 in like 1987 or 88 or something like that. And, um, so I'm talking to him and then Glenn Nicholson, uh, we, I told that we told the stories here. He was the first guy. I actually have a picture on my phone. Um, he went to the 1989, MXGP, Mark Stollybrass was the Yamaha uh, manager, like team manager, and they had this yeah. falling out about money or something. Well, he went to the race, painted his bike black and put Harley Davidson stickers on it to basically like say, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. and wrote and wrote on the swing arm, thanks for nothing. Wow. Towards the, yeah, it, like just That's things awesome. like things like that back in the day. Like obviously that would never happen now, probably. Right? No. But um and yeah, I have a picture of it actually on my phone. Glenn Nicholson sent me a picture. So telling stories about that. And then Serge Gregoire, I don't know a ton of history about him. He's kind of like a late 70s to early 80s, but he was sharing some stories. And then he made that really cool uh, brand new 23450 for Ross to ride. 
Um, Darren Shruga was the other name. He was from out West. He was a top five guy back in those days as well. And, and it just, it was really, really Shruga neat. Shruga looks like he could still do 30 minute motos, man. Dude, like both, both him and Hoover were like, looked like they've been in yeah. shape, like, or like they still stay in pretty good shape. And they were on the CR 125s. I don't know if Billy's posted his video yet, but I posted ours there on the Instagram. Yeah. They were flying. Dude, the track was muddy. Like, <laughs> Saruga was sending it on the first lap. I'm like, I didn't even jump that on the first lap. We, of course, Monday morning, especially a weekend with Arena Cross happening and Medicine Hat and obviously the vet thing. So you can, you know, Brad McLean was just full on, wanted to chat about everything. And yeah, we had a lot of questions about Ross's line choice in that video we posted on uh, on CMXU. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I didn't think he was like in the ruts. I don't know if he just didn't want to dab a knee or something, but he wasn't going for the Ross ruts. Ross had probably never rode a 450 before, right? Like, there's no. I way would. I want to say the last time that he's ridden, well, he did a snow bike thing there that last yeah, winter, right? There was that true. picture floating around, yeah. but I feel like. The last bike he's written, Newf, and I don't know if you remember this, it was right around 2000 or 2001. He did like a hot lap yeah. at one of the Canadian Nationals. Well, no, don't you remember when, and I don't remember the year, and I was thinking about this when I was watching all this stuff on, on Instagram. Remember the rumors that he was making some comeback? And wasn't that in like the... 2003, 2004? Yes. Come back and race. That was after he was the hired to be the team uh yeah, what, well, coach or whatever Black, for blackfoot in he 2000 worked, he worked with blackfoot in 2000 but i thought it was like like he was done with blackfoot by then yeah yeah and yeah he's yeah. gonna get us a, a box van and bikes and yeah he was around, right around 40 some odd years old at that yeah, time yeah obviously didn't didn't come but to, um come to light but yeah crazy yeah yeah super cool super cool to have all those guys in the room and telling stories and like i said i think boys uh, again, we we've all got a ton of stuff on our plates and stuff like that. But I like I think we should take some sort of initiative next year to bring that side of things back in. These guys were pumped, like they know who all we are. D Hoover and Glenn Nicholson, they listen to the pod, they listen to all pods. I want to I'm gonna do one with Hoover um, and and all these guys here starting in the fall once I get some time and just to get their stories and maybe people that are you know fans of us now will get their story and sort of be like, oh shit, that was so cool and um, you know back in the day and blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, it was really, really, really neat to see them go out and ride. And um, new fewer than one that pointed out to me, Ross put his jersey on backwards, like all day. Yeah, well, I mean, and he put it on. He put it on once, and it was on backwards from the beginning. It was <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Well, I think I don't know if he borrowed Dylan's gear because obviously they didn't have a name on the jersey. Well, I would assume that was probably Derek's gear, right? Because he's bigger than Dylan. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I was wondering who, what it was because it was all Fox stuff, and it was all he didn't have any gear, so they had to borrow. No, from yeah, him. I think he was. Uh, yeah, I think that was all Derek's gear, shop gear, rental gear, whatever it was. But yeah. <laughs> And I didn't even notice that actually the Triple Crown guys pointed it out on Instagram that his jersey was on backwards. Um, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I noticed. I'm like, oh, shit, it is. The Fox logo was was behind. But uh, I don't think Ross really cared. I don't think anybody really cared to tell him. It was uh, not a yeah, priority. Not no. a priority, right? But, no. Another name there, Bill Fullerton. He was yeah. there. That was good to see Bill, another guy just from back in those years. And as a mechanic, he was a mechanic back then. And um, but very cool. Uh, congrats to Frank and Lawrence hacking for kind of putting this together. It was a, it was an absolutely beautiful event and everybody that came was hugging and, and shaking hands and telling stories. There was, uh, it was a beautiful sort of moment for Canadian MX. And if you have been around or love the sport for however long you have, uh, it was definitely cool to be a, be a part of it live. I was, I hope, I, it's, was, I hope it's something that 
gained some momentum and it sounds like it did. Everybody had a good time, right? So hopefully it's something that we can keep building on every year. And like you said, let's go next year and, you know, maybe do a show from there and get yeah. some more guys. I really thought that we would have saw a JSR there. That would have been cool. Well, so guys that were missing your JSRs, Carl Valancourts, Al Dick, uh, just to throw a few names out there. Um, what's that? Blair Morgan. Yeah, Blair, uh, Blair was supposed to come because he was at the Toronto show, but I guess it didn't work out. Fast Yachty never showed up either. So there's a few bigger championship names out there um, that would have, you know, would have been cool to have. And again, maybe next year they they plan it around so it all works out. And yeah. maybe it's, maybe it makes sense to make it easier in Toronto. And we all just go down and rent a, um, like yeah. a, a boardroom, not a boardroom, but like a, a serving room or whatever. And yeah. And yeah, hang out kind of get, thing. like you had said earlier, Goldie, it is hard to get to the dunes. I mean, it's not like yeah. you're just flying in and taking an Uber, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, 100%. It's, uh, it's hard to get there, so I, I understand that. But I think, you know, if they get on it early with the planning and stuff, I mean, there's definitely something there that uh, that is cool. I thought it was cool to see Tanner Ward there. I mean, he's yeah. a, a younger guy, right, that probably didn't know a lot about. I mean, obviously, he, he knows these guys or knows of them, but kind of cool to see him there getting getting some knowledge put in his hand right uh it was cool when right at the, the very last time we kind of did some mic work it was uh ross and dylan oh, okay um, and they uh and it was kind of even uh, dylan or, or it seems like ross had either done a little bit of homework or maybe someone told him because he knew a little bit about dylan and yeah. and what he had done and like the perfect season last year and uh and it was kind of cool kind of listening to them they're very similar like it's not like I, I, I just can't, I don't, or uh, I just want to win. It's the same Carmichael thing. I just hated to lose. Like I just hate losing. Yeah. Right. Like they're very similar. Just they, they're tough as nails. No, no super showmanship. Of course, Dylan can scrub and whip and all that kind of shit. But like, you know, Ross was just an animal. And I think Dylan is kind of the same way. It was, I was kind of calling them their spirit animals. Like Dylan is Ross's <laughs> spirit animal. Yeah. And they hung out, man. They had some great conversation as I was leaving on Saturday uh, I had to like chase those two down. They were walking away, walking and talking with each other. And yeah. um, I don't know if Ross is putting knowledge or say, telling stories or Dylan was asking questions, but it was just really cool. Um, you know, 40 years difference between them. Yeah. Right. 40 years difference of, of, uh, yeah. of racing knowledge and stuff. So pretty, uh, how old, is, how old is Ross now? Uh, you know what? I never asked him his actual age, but he's gotta be over 60. He's over yeah, 60. Well, yeah. He'd be probably 64, 65. I bet. Well, how old's your dad? 64 i believe i think he's younger than your old man i think yeah. a couple years maybe so yeah early 60s so but yeah it was beautiful boys i'm pretty pumped too that i got invited to be a part of it and um i got extremely drunk like <laughs> oh my god i was having way too much fun and we're telling stories and and um i went to well i didn't go to bed that late but holy crap i woke up saturday morning and i'm just like what am i doing like I just, I think I should just stop drinking. It just makes me feel awful. Like, yeah, just you didn't awful. Sound great. You didn't sound great when you were waiting for Liam there uh, uh, when I called you about the fence. You woke me up. <laughs> I had to, I had, was waiting in a parking lot for Liam to go down and do TV. And I'm like, I'm going to have to, I got to have a nap. I'm here. I had an hour and a bit to kill. And I'm like, I passed out. Then I woke up to Newf telling me about his, our fencing deal. <laughs> you sounded you sounded a lot better on TV than you did when I talked to you in the truck. Well, like I told you, buddy, when the mic comes on, I could turn on the turn on the good stuff because I was still rough. I had to drive home after that. Thank you to you because you were enjoying beverages during this show and you kept me awake for about an hour, hour and a half <laughs> driving home at two in the morning from freaking Brigham, Sarnia, yeah. Brigham, Ontario. Um, I got home at like, I don't know, three 30 and then the kids are jumping on me at seven and uh, it was just a write off weekend, but good times. Pretty pumped to be a part of it for sure, boys.
Uh, Renegade, Renegade Fuel, racers that win for it in. Paul Race Fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Uh, Dexter Sites won the Super Mini uh, race on the weekend, and he uses uh, Renegade Race Fuel, Hall Race Fuel. Saw the post on that. Uh, same with, uh, is it Liam Dodds, right? New Liam? Yeah. Yeah, Liam Dodds. Yeah, I got some, uh, sorry to interrupt you there, but I guess you butchered his name on TV. His dad was telling me yesterday, or you were called, you thought. No, I else? mixed I mixed up Josh Boot and him. Oh, okay. I One crashed, and I didn't quite see it good enough, but I had uh, Josh Boot and Liam Dodds mixed up for, I don't know if it was the Heat Race or the LCQ. Um, but yeah, I did. I apologize to them for that. Sometimes, uh, you know, we don't get to see the numbers. I mean, you know, when you're doing a TV show, it'd be cool if I actually got the papers handed to me who I knew everybody was, yeah, even though I, I usually know most people, <laughs> but I had, I didn't, I didn't know who 82 was right away. And I didn't know who 930 and, and, uh, what was Josh Pete was 956, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I knew the numbers and I'm trying to think as, so we go live. And then the first shot is like those three guys. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, okay, who is this? Who is this? Okay, thinking in my head. Okay, I watch the national. And then I'm also trying to talk live and yeah. I'm trying to talk to Liam. So, you know, uh, so uh, Mr. Dodd, uh, I, if we see I told, you. Uh, I told Mr. Dodds, I said he was hungover to cut him some slack. He said, well, don't right. sell it like that. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, and a big shout out to Gopher Dunes, the largest off road recreational park in Canada, multiple tracks and trails. Learn to ride with our Honda Red Rider, Pro, uh, Red Rider training program. Pro shop with great stock on parts, accessories, and the service department. Uh, I was down there again all weekend. They did a great job with that. There's, it's pretty wild. We're holding a race on one property. You got the trails open on the other. There's side by sides everywhere. You can literally go there and do anything you want um, off road, four wheels, two wheels. Um, or like Newf always says, you go there and you don't have a job or you don't want to work. New Diggs will find something for you. Yeah, did Dig put any of the old boys to work there, throwing tires or? Uh, I didn't see that. No, I feel like someone must have had to do some sort of work, but nothing that I saw. Um, and of course, AMO, uh, AMO Arena Cross coming up here. In I'm leaving in 22 days yeah. to head out to BC, so 28 days or so. Uh, we're we're dropping gates there in Chilliwack Heritage Park. Big thanks to the Future West crew for. Uh, opening the door and my buddy knew for opening the door ammo arena cross i'm excited it's looking good we're going going strong lots of a uh, bunch more information to come but ammo racing.com for all that information and of course new uh probably where you're sitting right now making millions of dollars for this company called matrix concepts canada uh not making millions but that reminds me i need your credit card later today to buy this special event license so no, oh, for um, Jesus' sake. Ammo Arena Cross. But uh yeah matrixconcepts.ca check it out online catalog dealer locator uh sell the best brands matrix concepts 100 renthal strider mobius works connection um yeah lots of guys on the track mitchell harrison winning with renthal on the weekend so yeah it's a good uh good place to be golly good place to be um can i have you ever noticed like lately it's just not ryan just i just need your credit card man i need your credit card <laughs> yeah. i need your credit card I feel, well, what did you tell me last week you got to spend money to make money so I actually believe that that's what you said. <laughs> that was your line. And yes, I do spend money, but I feel like now I'm in a relationship with you because it is, uh, honey, can I have your credit card again, please? Oh, honey, I need your credit card. What do you want me to do? Flip it myself? You just want me to, to I'm not ammo. You're the uh, one with the big money. I just thinking maybe, yeah, every, I'd be like, hey, I put it on my card. I just, you transfer me this money over here whenever you get a second. Okay. Well, I, I honestly could, feel I like if that... If that even, ha I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but if that, if you actually did that at one point during this thing, even if it was for like the subway order for flaggers or something, 
<laughs> I'm going to be like, you know what, Noof? You're a, you're a fucking great guy. Well, <laughs> sometimes I might surprise you, Goldie. I'm, well, I'm, I'm due for a few, okay? I'm due but for a few. You just panic. That's why I thought of it, because you said you're leaving in 22 days. So, we, dude, this thing's coming quick. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're set up. We're good. We're laughing. What? No, I got beats. I'm stressed about this beer. The beer stresses me out. That, that's the only thing that matters to do as long as there's a beer garden. Oh, that's yeah. it. No, but the people want the beer, so we need to have the beer. Yeah. Uh, I agree, and we'll get the beer. They sell the beer. If you if you build the beer, they will come. There we go. Okay? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night last night thinking, Wait, what? how are we going to keep the beer cold? Bob, uh, Bob well, the cooler. I, I, Bob the cooler. Actually, that's we should have the Bob cooler up for a couple of coolers out there. Actually, we yeah, and then I guess we just keep restocking the coolers. Yeah. So, anyways, that woke me up. At this this is so Noof has never heard of ice or coolers. Apparently, <laughs> Ken. Okay, this is almost as bad as Ken not knowing that you need to check in your bike when you cross the border. Yeah. Like, 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 come on, you two dummies! Like, that's just this is just normal things right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh so, shit. Um, arena cross. Yeah, where should we start? Um, where should we start? we start? Ken? The rider lineup. There was more guys once again than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. Well, and imagine if we had uh, Gibbs and Ward. Yeah, yeah right? been good. Um, uh, and Thompson. Yeah. That would have been sweet. That would have been twenty guys a class. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What happened to Thompson? What? Why is? I thought he said he was going to be racing them all, but. Did he get hurt, um, or he just decided to focus on the American stuff, or what? Well, he's he's got that Australian deal. I don't oh, know when Australia, the next one is. Right. Yeah, um, he's getting ready to go back again. His brother was kind of talking a little bit about it. Um, uh, when I was down doing TV, I, I don't think the whole situation at round one went quite as planned on everything. Yeah. Uh, so I just I think it got kind of squashed. Okay. It just didn't make sense to move forward. I just, I didn't get that like full cover. I just, that's kind of my own opinion of sort of the, the information that was getting given to me. And I think he's planning on the Australian thing. And then, yeah, uh, he'll obviously be heading down south soon enough to get ready for West Coast Supercross again, right? With Team Solitaire. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the heats were kind of, everything kind of shook out the way you expected. They were really lopsided, I noticed when, when I was watching it. The one was way more stacked than the other one. Uh, right, Ken, I thought that too. Yeah. I'm like, man, look at this. It and was they, they the very first one. Yeah. The very first one of the night. I'm like, everybody's in this except Piccolo. Uh, yeah, on the basically, yeah, Elmore, basically. Harrison, Newton Zeff, Smith, Martin, Hassel, and Gravel. Yeah. Like it was it was stacked that very mm -hmm. first heat. So, but um yeah, whatever. It is what it is, I guess. It's how uh, it qualifies goes. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of skip over the heats. We'll talk about the mains later, but I guess before we do that, we should talk about that 450 LCQ. So, Noof, you were watching from home like I was. Maybe just talk about all the carnage that was going on, and then maybe Galdi has some stuff to fill in from from what he saw there, too. Well, it was uh, for me, it was the race of the night. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah, I agree. It was chaos. It was awesome. I mean, it's what LCQs are supposed to be, I guess. I mean, obviously, when you're a rider out there, you're not hoping for that. But as a fan watching it, I mean, at one point in time, well, Galdi corrected me and said there were three guys, but Devin Smith was going backwards on the track. Uh, Ethan Roulette's getting lopped and he eats shit. Um, uh, the Rempel-Devin Smith battle was awesome. They were just smashing each other, <laughs> yeah. um, which is great because either one of those guys are, like, super aggressive from what, what I've known. Obviously, I've known Devin his whole life, but... It was awesome. It was the race of the night for me. And I obviously calling it Galdi, I mean, that's what you want, right? Because sometimes these things can be a bit of 
it's a bit of sleepy type. Well, type yeah. Thing. Leading to that point, um, you yeah, know, we, we skipped much. we skipped over the heats because there wasn't much to it. Yeah, there wasn't much to it, right? Everybody won yeah. by yeah. a big enough margin. I mean, the the Benick and was it Benick and Amiot in the second two fifty heat? Yeah, that was pretty decent because Benick. Oh no, it's Bennett and Piccolo. It was yeah. Benick and Piccolo. Yeah. That's who yeah, was. That's right. Uh, that was pretty. They, you know, they were close in a couple passes, but yeah, other than that, it was you know pretty par for the course. But um, like. So calling that stuff, it's so hard, especially on the Canadian side of things. I think we're people notice that, and it was always come back with Travers or Coster. We're a little bit more loose, or we and we we can be a little bit more loose. It's just sort of the nature of how we do things. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. And like I'm, you're, I'm have you have a hard time being a professional and also not giggling and laughing at the same time, being, <laughs> and then cheering. Like I'm cheering and trying to call this live show, and I'm like, this is awesome! Holy crap! It's pandemonium! And then all of a sudden, like you said, Noof. Ulet augers over the bars into the wall. And I think it was that boot kid kind of runs into him. And Rempel almost slides into their bikes after he comes around where Smith was backwards. Yeah. And like it just you couldn't make it up. Like that's like you said, that's exactly why you that's the word I use the the uh you don't you bought the seat, but you only need the edge. Yeah. I kind of think. But um yeah, that right there kind of made it good. And then the main events ended up kind of getting some good hype and some good stuff into it as well. But um, I guess before we get into those, I, I think the other thing, and I think you saw it, Noof, was the guy. So poor Low or Liao, I'm not sure how it said Low. Low's in the first row, called nine one one, and that's his number nine one one. That poor guy goes, <laughs> and that was the that was the vet class. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. launches. I don't know if he went. He must have went from the whoops over the berm. Had to have, yeah. Because he, you he wouldn't have got over the end, right. Yeah, you wouldn't have gone yeah. over the turn going through the double-double rhythm around the sweeper. So he had to lose it in the whoops and then whiskey over the boards into that. And we didn't get it on tape, obviously. But next thing you know, we're calling it because we're kind of waiting for we, – we were way ahead of time on the TV schedule. At one point, we were like 25 minutes ahead of schedule. Huh. And I'm like, boy, crap, Like, what are we going to do here? How do we make this up? And like, I go, me and Liam can talk, but this is going to be really boring. Like, There's not yeah. much to go on. And yeah. Anyway, they figured it out. They gave us the amateur class. One of them was the vet class, and then sure as shit, it – Offered some pretty good entertainment because yeah. uh, poor Low called nine one one was uh, was in the front row there and he was right stacked up there and and uh, all right though right like yeah nothing happened there. yeah he he that your buddy there Ryan Skippy Mobs tagged me in a quote on Facebook and he, that guy commented he's like I'm I'm good except my dignity or something like that or whatever yes yeah. but and then so the interview um, uh, this is a good lead in here so the interview that Kyle Thompson does with Dexter Sites. Yeah. It was JC Sites, our buddy Fox Canada. Kyle, for some reason, he's talking about JC packing Dexter's gate. And then all of a sudden, he's like, well, What kind of shoes is your dad's wearing? Oh, my dad's wearing Nike Air Maxes. Or, and, he, yeah. and then, well, sure as shit, JC's down helping this low guy try to get his bike out. But you can't quite tell. And then I look at his feet. I'm like, Oh, it is JC. Look at there's the Nike Air Maxes he's got on. <laughs> and it's on the TV. And so it's just kind of a, a funny little sort of moment that yeah. kind of circled back to itself. Um, now this is where I'm going to put my good friend Noof on the spot. And then actually maybe I'll, you know, I'm going to throw it to Noof first. So do you, did you watch the super mini race Noof? I did. So you remember all of it? You remember the start? I do. Do you think Dexter went a little bit extra wide in that first turn? Well, he knows what he has to do. Ah, I saw that. What do you think, Ken? Did you see that? The super mini race? Uh, I did watch most of the race, but I I don't remember anything particular about the start. No. So, so Dexter had the jump and could have tucked in. No problem. And that would have left 
uh, Braxton Zetner in second. They would have yeah, went one, two, but he yeah. went a little extra wide and pushed Zetner kind of off the track a little bit. Like, no, they didn't touch. No. He just made sure that he couldn't get around him. Yeah. And then, um, oh, I can't remember who, oh, it was Chase Nemeth. Chase yeah. Nemeth actually ended up passing Dexter and then Dexter got him back and Zeitner was, I don't know, fifth or sixth. Yeah. And, uh, and Dexter did, a, Dexter went away. I'm like, we, I'm like, oh, that looked a little great, a little, a little wide out there on the front line, go a little greasy out there. And then of course those kids are high five. And after they don't, don't get mad at each other, nothing like that. Yeah. But, it's, uh, <laughs> Corey, Corey Zeitner. So Braxton's dad was a little excited on the side there when he, so what, me and Beats were losing it too, because like Braxton's like really good, obviously. Yeah. And, but that's the difference what we've seen in that race of a 11 or 12 year old compared to a 15 year old of, of sites like yeah braxton wouldn't jump the 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 finish line when there was traffic right and dexter yeah. had the the race craft to do that and yeah we were i was losing it i'm like dude what are you doing he kept rolling it and rolling it and, and obviously it's different when you're out there but and Corey, at one point, it, it panned to like the mechanics area, and Corey had his hands up in the air because Braxton wasn't wasn't doing double and stuff. But, <laughs> but they're all buddies, and 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 the Zeitners are super chill, right? And oh yeah, it was, just, it was nice to see Corey get a little bit of emotion going in because usually it's whether Braxton wins or lose, it loses. He's the same monotone all the time. That's just how they are. But uh, yeah, it was a good race, man. I, I liked it. Obviously, at Gopher, it didn't work out because the entries weren't there. But dude, they did 15 laps. Like it was a yeah. it was a legit main event. Like it was good. They mm -hmm. lapped to. Oops, I think Sites got to second and yeah. or sorry third, and I'm pretty sure Zetner got to fourth. Yeah, probably. Like yeah. those two lapped the entire field, but um, yeah. but it was cool like to see them coming through traffic and and Dexter have to work through like you said the experience and maybe the little bit older and a little bit more reserved of of, of uh, Braxton because he's younger. But yeah, I thought that was a great addition to the show. And you can only think that it's going to be the same in Calgary, a great turnout and a similar type race. So um, yeah, Gopher was uh, awful. And uh, the next two look like they're going to be great. And and for us, Noof, looking at the ammo AX, you got to think that all that hopefully is going to lean over to, to the AX series in a month. There, yeah, or yeah, two I was talking to JT yesterday on the phone. He's They're coming out for the full 10 days or whatever it is to do it. So I'll be Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. That was fun. Those kids put on a great show. And then all three of them, um, I'm trying to think who got third there was uh, 923 was on his bike and I'm forgetting his name. Um, oh, damn it. Was, uh, poor kid. was it a dot? Was it Luke Dodd? Is that the kid's well, name? Caden, Caden Kerr, it says here. That's it. Caden uh, Kerr. That's it. Caden okay. Kerr. Thank you, Ken. Um, they were all so well-spoken, like great TV interviews. Yeah, I was blown away by that for kids that young to be on yeah. TV. That's wild. Yeah. No, I'd be pumped if you're, you know, grandma or grandpa or mom or dad, or if you're, if you know, going home and you want to record that or whatever, or screen record it and stuff. That's a good little keepsake. Those kids did a great job. And I kind of like that move too, because like moving forward, like those kids could be the potential pros down the road yeah. and they're already learning how to speak properly. Right. And that's yeah, a big, a huge part of what we do. Right. Like one of the reasons me and you do so well at certain things, because we're good talkers, we're good speakers. And, um, you know, it's good. You have to be confident when you get on the mic. And I, I thought I was, uh, I was pumped for those kids. I thought they did a great job. Before we, uh, dive into the pro results side of thing here. Um, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of the track. Uh, well, again, it's hard to see on TV, but I thought it was good. It looked pretty, pretty simple, obviously, if the super minis were, were doing it that well, yeah. but I don't know. It seemed like there was t times when there was good racing. It didn't always shake out that way, but it had the potential for it, I think. Yeah, I mean, I it was 22-second lap time. I hate how that. dark 
starts on an angle then. I, I well, mean, it, they get to use more track, right? That's the idea for the lane. The start is so freaking short. Like it's just, and it really favors the inside, obviously. But two things. One, I didn't like the start. And two, um, guys, put some water on it. It was so dry. Like it was dry from the moment they built it. Let's get some more water on that thing. So, but I guess it did, from what I was told, it got super slippery. Like Yeah, yeah, I, just, I think it so, turned to concrete pretty quick. Because they literally, as we're, me and Liam are waiting, you can see them watering and then, like, taking the dozer and, yeah. the, and the skid steer and, like, and making the tracks going back and forth and kind of trying to tear up the dirt and then grinding it again and putting water. So they they were down. Maybe they just, the, the dirt was a little bit harder than they were uh, knowing or whatever. Because, yeah, by the, by the main events, it was pretty concrete. Like, it was pretty... Yeah, I don't know the financial side of side of this with with Jetworks and everything like that. But I asked, I've asked a, a couple times, and they they keep saying it, it doesn't make sense um, on the money side. But like, that's a long ways to go for one night of racing. Like, I get that the two nights, you know, obviously your expenses go up, but everybody's either flying there or driving there, including the Jetworks people, including the staff. Like. Wouldn't it make more sense for it to be two nights? I mean, I know Friday's not always great for the crowd, but for these racers and teams and privateers, like that's a freaking long ways to go for one night of racing. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100. Uh, perfect example. Um, Austin Jones had a bike issue, couldn't get it fixed for the night program. Literally a complete waste, like a full waste. Yeah, I was going to ask what happened to him. So his bike. <laughs> yeah, broke. I guess I guess his bike broke and they couldn't get it fixed before the the night show. Um, I didn't get into the yeah parameters of it all but um i was asked i texted kt during the show and he said yeah we had a bike issue and they couldn't get it fixed up so um it's like yeah. you're, building, you're building the track on thursday anyways like what nothing went on on friday besides a little bit of press riding which yeah a bit of a scene but anyway i'm not i'm not too sure I, I i guess maybe it is just expensive but again like what is the extra expense usually when you rent buildings like that you're getting it for both days it isn't just one or two other night like oh yeah. hey, if you want it friday it's more money it's like, like you're renting them for the weekend so yeah it'd be interesting to hear from those guys on on their thoughts on that but it i agree makes it more like i use devin smith as an example talking to troy on the way out there i mean that's that's a 14 or 13 hour drive one way yeah for you know uh two practices couple qualifiers and a couple main events if you make it you know what i mean so yeah well super attractive for these guys to, to go it's a huge expense a guy like devin smith troy will they leave his bike there no no they they come back home. to count they, they yeah, brought everything home and, oh, yeah. okay yeah they'll drive back i was curious how some of that was going to work i know i know some of the guys obviously left all their stuff out there right because i think they're in the triple crown rig yeah, I mean anybody so. coming from the from the east for sure, but I mean on the west coast side, I mean Calgary's nine hours, right? So it's not yeah crazy, but it is shitty driving this time of year, right? They're getting snow in the mountains and stuff. But uh, yay, <laughs> can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah, you better put four wheel drive. Can't wait. Do I still hit the mountains really bad going through the states? Uh, no, there's only one big pass and. Uh, uh near spokane i believe I, Washington. I think i have another i have another option for myself now so yeah cool um yeah let's get into some results i mean uh ken i don't know where you start mitchell harrison pretty basic guy was dominant all day wasn't the fastest but uh got up front in the main events he just did his thing i i kind of thought that julian was going to give him more of a run in that 450 noof yeah um after he got in second that whoop line that he was doing like wheel top four and then three yeah. but uh he just couldn't get close enough i feel like 
the harder they tired. push. The, he got tired. He said it in an interview once again. He said, oh, did he, he say it in the audience? Oh, yeah, 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 and, and I, I, I got to give, not to jump in on you there, but I got to give Julian big props, man. Like we were kind of shitting on him on the last pod about, or for the gopher one about him not being in shape. And he always says he needs to work harder. It's like, dude, you don't have a job and, and this is your job. So you need to be better. Well, I know it's only been two weeks or whatever it's been, but if you follow him on social, he actually has been working hard from what it looks like. And he was much better, much, much better. Um, and whether that's just confidence, I mean, you're not getting in that much better shape over the course of a couple of weeks, but I think just the confidence, but he said in an interview, I think it was on, on direct there um, that he, he, he was tired in the 450 man. He goes, he felt better all day, but he still got tired at the end of the end of the weekend. So um, I don't, let's, we're not shitting. Okay, we're not shitting on these guys. Well, I <laughs> okay, well, I a little bit, but it's, it's not shitting. Care. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's not shitting on them. I think when you say you're shitting on someone, it's like, okay, give it up, fuck them, retire your garbage. Right. Like, I think that's Fair shitting. I mean, it's a poor choice. Constructive criticism. Criticism, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I know shitting is the same sort of word, but I know that sometimes when they hear it, that's how it comes across yeah. as you are shitting on them. But like you've watched a gazillion laps. You know what the skill set this kid has. Yeah. Your opinion carries weight and knowledge that you have. They should listen. And you said, Noof, uh, he gave you a show and asked for some advice. Yeah, yeah. You know to what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, and and proof in the pudding. Boom, he comes out and goes 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Um, you know, beats Quinn, who has been kind of stealing all our praise all year long. Yeah. Right? Beats yeah. Quinn uh, in one of them, or both main events. Passes Piccolo in the heat. Like, he was a lot better. And for a young kid like that, I remember when I get, you get a good finish, it just gets you all excited. Like, okay, what did I do this week? Let's do the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, and try to keep the ball rolling um, until maybe it doesn't roll anymore. But that's the thing that these younger guys have to, it's consistent doing sort of the same thing and it gets redundant and it gets annoying and it's easy for us to say in the chairs, but that's how the best say the best. Just keeping doing the you same his, thing. Did you see even, his graphics? <laughs> uh, they just, he just had a sticker Sponsor across me. the top, right? Sponsor oh, is that what it me. said? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see that. I, I, I just saw a that, sticker. No. I thought so it was a bike shop. With, he parted ways with Pure MX, right? Yeah. Which I knew was going to happen. And it, well, I don't, there was no bad blood. It just, they... No, just timing. Time is now, yeah. and and PRMX is full. Yeah, uh, exactly. for all that stuff. So, so um, well, well, you will talk about him at the end. Then we'll ask our opinions on that. But I, I was I was impressed with him and Harrison. Um, I mean, riding a cowie all week and then just flying out and getting on the gas gas. I don't know how much how hard that was, but I mean, he did exactly what he what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I don't. Did he even have a mechanic there, or was he just? Yeah, it was. Um, no, well, I think he came by himself. It was Paul from LXR. Oh, LRX Paul. LR, yeah, yeah Paul was there. Engines or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. He helped them when uh, uh, they had those engine problems at Edmonton at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, because I know, I think original plan was was Alec. Alex was going to come out or Nico or whatever. It just I don't didn't make sense or something happened. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, so yeah, Paul stepped in and it obviously yeah, again. I don't think he's very hard on the bike. He got great starts. Like it just was, Smooth. you know, make sure there's fuel in it. And he, and he probably didn't have to put fuel in it all night. <laughs> no, <I know>. exactly. <laughs> right. So um, Harrison there, Bennick, and then um, uh, Ken thoughts on Amion. I mean, like I said, we've been giving praise all year. He was good again. Yeah, he was good. He was, uh, he looked really smooth and, and just kind of fighting towards the front uh, in the 250. Obviously he got a third. And then uh, the big name in that 450 overall is uh, Blake Davies. 14, right, Noof? Or has he turned 15? I don't know. 14 or 15. I want like, to say still 14, but he's a year younger. He's a year younger or the same age as Dexter. 
So yes, yes, that's right. And he's like about two, twice the size of Dexter. Yeah, two Dexter's eyes. Davies is good in the whoops, hey? Like, God, mm-hmm. yes. Well, he's big, right? So, um, he's always been in the whoops. And you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll toot the horn. And if you've raced it for years, that Future West series gives these kids like him an advantage at this stuff. They just know the transitions. They understand trying to drop the wheel where it needs to be, all that kind of stuff. And it showcases. And, and how cool was it that the boys did an interview with him, said his goal was to get a podium, and he gets it that night. That um, night yeah. I, you know, mom and dad got to be proud. And uh, there's been times we were a little rough on Davies this year or shitting on him as the, the theme. <laughs> um, but the kid keeps trying. Again, he's super young. I think the sky's the limit. Um, but, uh, yeah, he rode awesome in that main event. Um, and he was, he never got like a break, right? He didn't have like, no. like a gap really there. Quinn was on him. Bennett was on him right away. He didn't really let Harrison get too far away. Like he rode great. That was awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah he was, he was impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, Guillaume St. Cyr got fifth and then, so what, what did you guys think of Sebastian Racine? You didn't see him a whole lot on TV. Is that kind of where you expect him to be just because he's from Ontario and doesn't do a lot of the indoor stuff? Is that kind of where you expect him or do you, do you think he should be doing better than that? I think he should be doing better than that. Yeah, with that's the, what with I was the thinking. position that he's in. I mean, he's not a rookie anymore. I guess maybe maybe on the arena cross side. And I don't, I mean, he, I could be wrong, but from what I know, he doesn't have a lot of arena cross experience. But at the end of the day, man, you're, you're a phenomenal rider and he, the kid works hard. He's out riding and training mm-hmm. and everything like that. I just, think that if you if you look at where Blake Davies career is right now and like should Racine not be beat like he should be beating Blake Davies you know what I mean is yeah. that so, the difference of not having indoor as an amateur I in guess. Some, is that the difference I guess it might be a confidence thing I mean I mean Davies has an arena cross track in his backyard he's grew up racing the barns here in Chilliwack from 50s 65s 85s into big bikes and now into the pro into pro um i guess maybe that's a confidence thing but dude at the end of the day like a good rider is a good rider and i believe that racine has all the pieces of the puzzle to to potentially be a champion in the in the you know in the future he's so young but yeah i mean sticks to me i mean yeah it's it's still you know it's consistent but you know guillaume st cyr getting fifth i mean guillaume's a part-time rider i mean he works a full-time job right so um yeah, I just, I mean, six is good, but I think that he, he's, he's better than that, which I'm sure he knows, and AT and the whole team knows. But if uh, Racine starts second, either main, does he hang on to the podium? Is it the start? Um, was the difference well, maybe? If you're going, if you're looking at lap times and stuff, yeah, I mean, I was, I thought, I found this interesting. I was just looking at the lap times from the 250 main. Literally, uh, Harrison, Benick, Amiot, Piccolo, Elmore. Racine and Yumpenzef. So the top eight, oh Rempel too, the top eight were all in a 22 second lap time. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. They go back that far. And then ninth is 20, uh, low 23s with Devin Smith. So like, yeah, I guess it, you know, if you look where he started, Sebastian Racine 10th on the first lap of 250 yeah. Pro. And then going switching over here to 450 Pro. Sebastian Racine sixth. He started sixth. He finished sixth. He never made one pass or got passed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it did, like we had said, and I, I hate saying this word, but start dependent. I mean, this was a start dependent track. There's no big question. time. Yeah. You know? But the other thing too, like you said, the confidence. Like Blake Davies has confidence on that soil to get in the hunt with those guys. Maybe where Racine just doesn't. Oh, I'm not yeah. so comfortable on this. And he didn't have a great gate pick. I think he was even back row in one of them, right? 
I think um, so, yeah. probably yeah, that so, one where he started 10th. I think he went to the LCQ in the 250, right? Yeah, I believe it was the 250. Yeah, he fell. He fell in the one there. Right. So, yeah, but I mean, if you're looking on the data sheets and the and the paperwork, you definitely think that Racine would have the edge and, and he's got more experience and he's yeah. more been, been a pro longer. But um, that's sort of the difference of maybe not growing up with the indoor stuff and that little bit of confidence. That's what it can do to you. Come to Chilliwack, buddy. We'll, we'll turn you yeah. into a shake him up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shake them all up. You know what else is interesting? Looking at these lap charts. Those guys went faster in the 450 main than they did all weekend. 21.5 was the fastest lap time in the oh, really? by Harrison. Yeah, that's um, weird. Weird that because the track, in my opinion, it got slipperier and shittier. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's thing that those guys were pushing. And I mean, if you look at it, I mean, D- Davey or uh, um, Benick there, you know, I mean, he was, I mean, that all of them went 21, 21, 21, 21. Uh, and then 22 for St. Cyr in fifth, but Amiot, Davies, Benick, and Harrison all dropped into the 21s in that main event. That is a long trip for St. Cyr. Yeah. To like, ride one class. For, and ride one, and yeah, one class, one night, like right there. There's an example of like, wow, like that's some serious dedication. Awesome that he's doing that. He got the bike in there, but like when you get home on, on Monday or Sunday or whatever it is, are you just like, fuck what the hell did i just do like does that does that make sense or i assume he sent uh, his bike with the triple crown guys right yeah i think it stayed with them since gopher dunes i'm guessing yeah um but uh yeah that's a that's a long long trip right there yeah um yeah no kidding for that kid big time uh one other guy that we've touched on a little bit here but maybe we can get more into his night is jacob piccolo uh new footy what can you tell us about his night uh well he qualified fastest in both classes which yeah. uh yeah. which was we were on the track to, on track for a good night. Um, won one of his heats. I don't remember. I get so con- I, I shouldn't say I get confused because obviously it's announced and stuff. But when guys are riding the same bike in both classes, it just like it all blends into one. I don't remember yeah. what heat was which or <laughs> yeah, anything. It's hard. It's the same to me, but um, I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it makes it it makes it tough to kind of not follow along isn't the right word. But when you start when Galdi, when I'm listening to you talking about this qualifier, that I'm like, fuck, they all look the same to me. Like they're they're all on the same bikes. But anyways, uh, fourth, fourth in the 250 main from running second uh, gets passed by Benick and Amiot. Amiot uh, towards kind of the midway of the race. There's something wrong with him. Um, he's not feeling good. He's sick. He got sick once again. He We all heard Galdi talk about him uh, or whatever, throwing up at Gopher Dunes, puking on his bike. Well, he got sick again mm. um, in Medicine Hat. He's not feeling good. He says when his heart rate gets super high that he feels like he's going to vomit and can't eat properly on race day. He's, you know, he's, he's in a place right now where he needs to get looked at. Um, he didn't line up for the 450 main, which was, you know, obviously a huge bummer, but if you're not feeling good and he clearly didn't feel like he was up, up to it. So he didn't race. So yeah, this week there's some, there's some, there's some stuff to figure out, man. I said, you're going to the doctor this week. You got to get there. Derek and I talked to him both yesterday and, and obviously talked to his dad and stuff, but this is not uh, going the way that anybody wants it to, including Jake and his family and, and all the people around him. I mean, he has the talent to win. I mean, you just don't go out there and, and qualify fastest and then, you know, fade in the main event. And I, I do believe, and, and, and some people may say otherwise, but he has been riding. He's been working hard. He's been living at the dunes. So, I mean, you have all the tools there to to make it happen. Gym and tracks and and supercross track and everything like that. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Question mark for Calgary right now, that's for sure. I said, man, if you don't get some answers, like there's no point of going all the way to Calgary and, and the team putting in all the effort to to get sick again. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not working out. You're saying the tools and everything at go for news. And so has he been working hard to test this in or, the, or are we assuming that he didn't really do as much as we thought because he sh- would have been doing motos where he would be getting the heart rate up and not feeling these or, and feeling these problems. Cause this is a health issue now that this isn't just like, he's not in shape or uh, he doesn't care maybe, but like, should he have not been pounding 15 lap, or 20 minute motos or whatever on the go for supercross track to get this heart rate up kind of thing. He has been, that's the thing. That's what's weird. So it's just for a race thing right now. I think it's, I think it's a combination of of nerves nerves and anxiety. And I mean, there's all these new terms around and some people I've, Oh my God, I I can't even everybody's a doctor when you say that you're sick now. Right. It's like, Oh, did you get the COVID shot? And it's like, Jesus, like (laughs) during the week, he's not getting sick. There's clearly something mental or nerves or or food allergy or something like that right that mm. that's going on from what i've known he's always had some stomach issues even as a kid racing and stuff has a hard time eating on race day which we all do we've, we've all yeah. been there and done that it's even at our age goldie we don't eat a lot on race day and, and look at us we look like we eat all the time right for yourself um but yeah, it's uh he needs to get some tests done, man. I mean, this is this is a health issue. It's not a riding issue. I mean, the, clearly the kid has still an unbelievable amount of talent and he's still young, but it's a health issue that he needs to get figured out. If I if we had this conversation in the room at the vet race with Ross and Hoover and Nicholson, what do you think those guys would be saying about this? Well, they tell him to toughen up, right? Yeah, they <laughs> shut the fuck up and eat a steak, boy. Yeah, no, but it's, not, <laughs> it's just not that easy, right? And I mean, Jake, we've always known that, you know, the talent and the skill has been there. There's a reason why that Derek and the team wanted to hire him so bad because we know that he can win and you know yeah. that he can oh, be yeah. a champion and he's, he's proven that. But, yep. you know, I think that, I think that when things aren't going well and he gets a little down on his confidence that, you know, you start thinking and I mean, he, he's thrown up. So something's going on. Yeah, no health first kid for sure. Obviously we're on here to talk about it. And when you have the results, it's sort of, uh, you know, doesn't look well, but let's get your body. Well, Jake, for sure. We need you a part of the Canadian series. Like Noof just said, you're a talent. You can win. So uh, I guess the frustrating part is, it's not happening during the week. And that's, that's the frustrating part for me and, and the rest of the team and including Jake. I mean, when I talked to him before the 450 main, I called him when Dan told me he wasn't racing, you know, he's, he's down in the dumps, man. He sounds, you know, he, he's obviously not, he has people to answer to on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, why, why didn't he race? And people are talking about it. So, so maybe it comes down to the question. Maybe this kid can't handle the pressure move. Maybe he I mean, can't you know, handle right. Since this trip, since the championship, it has gone nothing but sort of downhill yeah. when he when he came out of nowhere, not nowhere, but won that championship on Al Dick's bike, a privateer effort, all that stuff. Probably low pressure, right? Low no, pressure, right? Zero pressure. Yeah. Zero pressure. The only pressure he had is if he went on the internet and looked at he was, he was leading or, or looked at his number plate and it saw that it was red. Right now, he's getting paid to win and there's pressure and all this stuff and Maybe you just can't handle that uh, at yeah, this well, current time that's or something. Why there's sports psychologists out there. Like what, what basically what I was saying yesterday during the day with talking with Derek and talking to Dan and, and Jake is like, go get some answers somewhere. Try to get some help. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it's, if it's not working go, you know, if it's a mental thing and you, and you, you feel like you're crumbling under the pressure, go talk to somebody. There's people out there. 
Thank well, you here's the deal with it too. Like, this is the job, right? This isn't, yeah. you're not riding super minis and stuff right now. Yeah. This is your job. Yeah. So you have to get this correct or it's going to have to come down to a position of like where Honda and Derek, I'm like, you know what? I, you're obviously not getting answers. We're not getting answers. We got to let you go. I have another, you know I, mean? I have another little theory on it and whether it works or not. But I, I had said this to Jake yesterday and to his dad and, and Derek, I said, you know, he has been, he likes to have fun, right? You know his personality. He he's he's a little bit loose, right? And there's a sense that you know he likes free riding and this and that. He's not like the same as Dylan, right? Like Dylan puts on the shoes and goes to work. And when he goes to work, he works hard. He does long motos, this and that. Being home here now that he has bikes, right? So the last time he was home, he didn't have any bikes because everything was back in Ontario. He has all his stuff back here now. He's got a four fifty, he's got a couple two fifties. His buddies are here. I told him, I said, go do some play riding, go screw around and hit little cliff jumps and drops and this and that. And, and, and maybe bring some fun. Maybe he hasn't been having fun living in go at Gopher Dunes in his motorhome by himself and waking up in the morning and doing motos. I, maybe that's not his, yeah. not his thing. He might need to get some fun back into it. But at the same time, when I say put some fun back into it, you still need to be on the bike and still riding, not, you know, just hanging out at home and, and whatnot, but maybe that will help and bring a little bit more fun into it and, and make them feel a little bit better on the bike. I a hundred percent find that fun again. Right. Um, yeah. I would, how is he, is he 20 years old yet? 21? What is he now? I think he's 20, 20 now. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, like you said, this is not us harping or being tough, but um, you know, sometimes you got to figure out a little something that works again. Like, like you said, new baby, a little shot of home life and riding with your buddies and hanging out there might give it a little bit of, maybe yeah. that's all the change. Like I hit bikes and dude, the guy loves riding. There's no question about that. Yeah. He's riding pit bikes all the time, but now he, he has all his stuff home and, and, and yeah, let's, let's get back to doing what you were doing before. You know what I mean? Like, and, and see if it helps. I mean, there's, there's nothing any more frustrating. I mean, even for him, he qualifies fast. Is when I saw that on Saturday, I'm like, "Okay, yeah. we're back. We're on. Yeah, here it's we go. on." Right. Yeah. So, but clearly, it didn't didn't pan out that way. So we'll see. Calgary, like I said, but he needs to get some answers. And there's something going on there, whether it's mental or, or health related. He needs to get some get some tests done. Get it set now, Jake, so you can come to Ammo Arena Cross, please. Yeah, all I texted him this morning. I said, you need to make a doctor's <laughs> appointment today. He said, I'm already on it. So that's mm, good. To good. Hear. I'm just being selfish. I want him at the, uh, he, he's a, he's a Chilliwack God. So we need him in there. Yeah. We're going to take, take Calgary off and get ready for Chilliwack. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> okay. Goldie, maybe if there's anything else you can see looking through the list, hop onto that. If not, I guess, take us out here. Uh, well, actually, no, I want to give a little love uh, to, uh, we brought his name up a couple of times, Devin Smith. Um, I know the kid works hard, uh, all this stuff, but like, Newf, I don't know if you noticed, he started outside in every gate and he was like top four every gate, even mm -hmm. higher than that. He looked like his confidence got better. Um, I don't know if it's just, again, same with him being at home and all that kind of stuff. Results weren't great. He only made the one main um, and not the... Uh, not both of them um, in medicine. It wasn't for lack of effort. <laughs> but yeah, right. It wasn't for lack of effort. And I think he got ninth in the two feet. Ninth, yeah. He was 11th on the first lap. Well, he would have been back real, right? So Yeah. So yeah. like, again, you know, the guys in front of him, I, on this tight stuff, it's different because everybody is right in front of you. Yeah. If there isn't some big gap falling apart, but I just thought it was fun watching him. Um, Schmucky was kind of funny. That interview he did with, uh, with, um, Kyle Thompson, I feel like I didn't know. I don't know if he knew if he was on TV. 
Uh, it looked like he, he was like, he just, yeah, yeah, just have uh, bikes and fast. Uh, I don't really know what's going on, guys. Like, where do I put my hands? It was kind of funny. I, I probably never done a TV interview before. No, that. I was thinking not. the same thing. I'm yeah. like, I was thinking the same thing. It was just kind of funny. Um, from Zeph was good all weekend. Kind he of was good, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he got starts. And again, these guys like Dylan Rempel, he wrote, he had some moments as well. Um, and then uh, I don't know much about Ryan Martin, but it's, he's got some, uh, some pretty long hair. Where have there, I seen sure. his name before? Did he? Do he got top Kamloops 10 or? at Kamloops. That's how he got number 67. He got like eighth at Kamloops last year. Oh, not, not this, this year. year. Last year. No, uh, if they haven't given out national numbers yet. This well, year. I'm I sorry. just was going to think. I, for some reason, I feel like I saw him <laughs> this year, though, somewhere. Uh, well, I, I, he said he he didn't race this year in Canada. He did a couple outdoors. He did an uh, interview on TV. You're probably greased by the time that came on. Right, so. um, um, but uh, And then I we had, didn't really give Daniel Elmore a lot of love. He rode good. Yeah. Uh, he just, I, like I said in the TV show, I, I love when I see a rider, especially nowadays, cause I was one of these guys, I didn't really seem, I didn't work a ton hard. And, um, he just wants to always get better. It seems he built that. Yeah. Did you see that little shitty arena cross track? He built up in the I middle know. of nowhere. Like yeah. he just wants to get better at it. You got to give, uh, give credit to kids like that, that put that extra little snap and little jump of the step. And he fit in right where he was supposed to, um, as far as results go, maybe went a little bit better in the four fifty. I think he was ninth. He got a fifth and a ninth. I believe it was, but, um, yeah. anyway, just like seeing that's pretty cool. Um, not at all, but um, who to, who, did, who didn't make the mains that we thought we would? Obviously, Austin Jones, but that was a bike issue. But well, uh, I don't know because if you go to it, the it seemed like everybody was there, but I don't, I don't like Austin Chuck was there. Then Brady, oh, sorry, no, Dodds, nothing. Dodds, yeah. Gravel, Boot, yeah, Austin Chuck, uh, didn't make the mains. Jones, there's five right there. Boom, that brings you down to 12. There were 17 guys in class. Yeah, Devin didn't make the oh, no. Right? Austin Chuck was in the, he was in the 450 pro. He made the 450, which I was surprised to not, not, not yeah, like, how the like, hell did that happen? That like, doesn't how make did he sense. get in over the, well, I guess in that 450 LCQ was a gong show, so maybe he made it in through there. I guess. Oh, no, wait, no, it says Rempel got the fourth spot. Yeah, Austin so, Chuck was fifth, fifth in the LCQ. So maybe they gave it to him uh, because Bicklow pulled out? No, there's only 11 guys in the results. Uh, well, yeah, that's right. It only says Piccolo's name on it. says yeah, his name there. It LTQ, yeah. Zeff, Martin, Schmucky, Rempel, Osichuk, Gravel, Smith, and Ouellette. Yeah, that's weird. What's going on there? Yeah, I'm and not sure how that get... worked out. How did he get in there? I don't know. Maybe, it... just, maybe he just showed up and Tokley and Kane and the boys just yeah. didn't see him. <laughs> but... I don't know. Like, like you said, I was a little bit greased by the time four fifties came on, but I don't remember even seeing him on the track. So I don't know. Maybe that's not right. Maybe no, no, he, he was out there. Was was, he? He, yeah, he was. It was there. Let's just yeah. say that he was there. Okay. But uh, yeah, weird for sure. Right. Um, I think that's about it, there, boys. It's yep. uh, a big shout out once again. KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada, Race Tech Suspension, Charlie Johnston Racing Suspension, Bristol Coachworks, and Callis Moto CallisMoto dot com. Um, our goal, ladies and gentlemen, our big 2024 goal, we got about, oh, I don't know, three or four more shows to go. But our goal for 2024 is to get Ken a fresh motorcycle. <laughs> so no money again for us next year, boys. It's going all into Ken <laughs> the, and the vets. The goal is a bike and a GoPro so Ken can start vlogging these trips that he does because we need to see this. Yeah. I okay. think that's actually, if we talk to sponsors, just say we really don't want to run ads or anything. We just want to give the money to Ken to take it, to let him go to certain areas and video the experience of him, like fitting in a car, you know, getting, getting treats at the gas station, crossing the border, 
you know, stuff like that. I think that would be entertaining. Yeah. I was over at a local riding spot yesterday, and there was a lot of, like, 27 hours for 12 laps, CR125 comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost as questionable as, like, uh, okay, going all the way to Medicine Hat from Ontario and Quebec, only one night of racing. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, I, yeah, I'm a pro on I'm a pro on this one other hand over here. At least I guess yeah, that's the one difference. Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. Two weeks, boys. We're off for two weeks. Uh, we'll touch base after Calgary, and uh, keep keep abreast to uh, all our Instagrams. I'll try to keep everything updated, but it'll be a little bit slower this time of year. We'll dig for information. I'm sure we're waiting on some rider stuff. Where's Jess Pettis going is a big question. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of talk through text messages and at the party about uh, MX101 leading the, the the charge on this, Snoof. I don't know if you've heard any more about that, but there's yeah, been some conversation. I haven't, I haven't heard any anything. Nothing concrete. concrete um, we saw that Kevin Benoit is signed, uh, right? We saw that that is done. Yeah. There hasn't been a full press release of the Ryder McNabb thing yet either, right? No, haven't seen anything. Uh, the AEO and all that stuff. Okay, so we're still waiting kind of on that. Um, I would assume we'll start seeing him posting, getting ready for stuff soon. I guess I should text the text the crew and see what's happening out there. That's about it. Nothing else new, boys. Okay. Cheers. Yep.